Bob podcast about freedom and capitalism. Good evening, Andrew. I Good evening. You've got a topic of discussion. I have one that I deliberately haven't mentioned to you. You you like doing this to me. Yeah, and, and this is this is not I, I I'm landing this on you, but it's not anything. It's not anything we need to answer today. Um, okay. So, never let it be said that we avoid tackling difficult questions. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's to say that there's nothing wrong with necessarily going after low-hanging fruit and and quick wins and you know pointing out obvious flaws in your opponent's arguments um, but there are some there are some things that are difficult to ask as voluntarists libertarians you okay. know, whatever um, there, are, there are some difficult questions um, that people the, the sorts of questions that people don't really need to answer because for example the government takes care of everything um, okay right so this is Partly because we've all grown up in this system, and so there are there are things that you don't necessarily immediately think about because yeah, they're and, taken care and of. Yeah, and there's probably no history of it either. You know, you right. think of how you know how long government's been been around, or you know, some kind of leadership. So um, I wanted to ask a few questions. Now we can we can split these up into well, I, I can split them up into two types. Okay. So there are the the basic, what would you do questions like, who will build the roads? You know, what would you do about <laughs> education? About police, right. court system, that kind of stuff. Uh, they're not too bad, some of them. Some of them are quite easy, some of them are uh, more difficult than others. Yeah. Um, and then there's the what should you do? How should you reduce the size right. or end the government, for example, this kind of thing. Um, they can right. be a lot more tricky. Um, so okay. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll come on to those later. Um, the first difficult question, and I, I, um, I actually had to listen to our last podcast because I remember talking about this with you recently but we're brothers, we're close, we're five minutes away from each other. I couldn't for the life of me remember whether this was just a a general conversation over Scotch or a podcast. But it turns out we did talk about this a little bit last... We should just record everything. Yeah, so it turns out we did talk a little bit about this, and this is about property rights in general. Do you remember on the last podcast we were talking about burrowing down to the centre of the earth and how much... How much right. land is reasonable below your house? Because you don't you don't own it currently. You you don't own it. You talk about owning your plot of land in your house, but uh, but yeah, we we talked for the benefit of those who haven't listened to the previous episode. We talked about the uh, the, the kind of basement land grab, uh, and uh, and how people can go down and then sideways and technically go under where you are because it's 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 just an odd odd kind of kind of collection of laws and regulations surrounding downwards into the ground which also includes digging for oil and stuff as well so there's there's a you, you don't just simply own what's beneath you or, or above you of course yes you this, know, you, this, yes, this column of air yeah, yeah how so far up are you allowed to stake your claim on yeah so when we were we were talking about and i remember i was talking about um one of one of the um one of the things people libertarians often say is, well, you know, in, in homesteading, etc., it's all about mixing your labour with, you know, with the land, with working the land. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but then that's that's it's not as easy as that either, because you could, you know, you could quite easily use that as a good example for somebody who's going into the unknown, it's completely untouched, and builds a farm, and it's quite clear the land that he's using for farming and planting stuff and building his house and stuff. You can, there are quite clear boundaries there. Yes. Um, what about if you come across a lake and you tip a bucket of something in there, a bucket of dye, and then it, does that do you own the whole lake? What if it's a thimble full of something that spreads out? What if you put it in the ocean? You know, there, it's not quite as, as simple as, as, as that. Well, I love your your 
idea of going up above your house as well, because how do you tend the air above above your house, short of setting a fire and having a column of smoke? And does that count again as uh, yeah, as, as doing something? Yeah, or some kind of bat signal or laser that you're <laughs> shooting up into the air. I like that laser. Yeah. You know, you know, no one's allowed to break my laser beam. Yeah. 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 How does how does that work? Um, so it's not quite as, as easy as that. No. Um, so how do you you know how do you decide how much how much you you know you own and and it's not even as as simple as saying okay as a rule everybody owns the 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 land beneath the earth yeah or, you know beneath their house right to the center of the, the core of the earth you can't even do that because what if there's oil yeah. So how do you possibly apportion the bit of oil that may be underneath you by several hundred feet? But but and and, and the, the the bit of oil under under your house fine yeah but that oil isn't just going to be a patch of land that, that's what I'm saying under your yeah. house it's going to be under everybody's house is it who gets there first yeah how do you sure, ensure that you're not stealing somebody else's oil when yeah. when when you dig for it which is similar to the lake argument as you're saying there. yeah um, uh, well and you were using a kind of for want of a better term a contaminant to try and stake the claim or, yeah, yeah. or show that you've got um, you've done something to it. Um, and you could do that. You could quite easily do that with air as well, with like a, a factory or something. It's like, well, this is my smoke. <laughs> Anything therefore, my smoke touches is mine. Therefore, all this land is mine. Um, Which is obviously nonsense, but it, it's good. I, I, I see what you're getting at. It's good to actually truly define why that's nonsense or why it's not, and to try and to try and come up with the rules. That's, yeah. that's the thing. And, and or at least rules that can be interpreted by courts. And that's why this it's one of the reasons it's so hard. Is because it's it's all theory. Yeah. You know, how would how would this work? Well, I don't know. You know, it, English common law. You know, took hundreds of years and through precedent with the courts to, you know, to to, to, to get to a reasonable state, and and this kind of thing would have to happen with all this as and, well. And does that mean? I suppose it's a, it's an unfair test because this common law system has grown as the state has grown. Um, I'm talking about like the the origins of, of common well, law as opposed to. So yes, my that. point being is, was there was there a perfect moment <laughs> where it was you know it was being done right? But again, I suppose that we have to acknowledge the technological leaps that mankind makes um, relatively regularly. Certainly, in the last two hundred years, um, there the the notion that people would have um, dug for oil is you know in human timeline relatively uh, relatively um, recent uh, so coming up with some of these precedents the, the the air is a great example of one and then you know we'll learn how to fly <laughs> so you know the, these things do have to be tackled there'll be something different and when you start talking about the uh, the digital world as well then um, that's another interesting uh, idea because Obviously, what we do on on the internet, um, what do you own? I mean, this is a this is a hot topic in and of itself, isn't it? Is it, is it Facebook's content? Is it your content that you post on there? Who's responsible for it? If it's got something in quotes that breaks the law, um, who should take it down? Is it the person who owns the server? Is it the person who has who owns the connection to the server? Is it the person that write the software that deals with the storage, or is it the person that wrote the content that put it in there? Etc. 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 So, 
these are worthy conversations, I suppose, is the point. Yeah, it is, is it, but it's um, you know, it's. Uh, I just wanted to. I wanted to, us to address this. And one of so one of my points about this is, I don't think libertarians should be expected to solve everything. Um, you know, Isn't pe- the point? Pe- people often come up with these questions as like some kind of a gotcha. Oh, yes. you don't you don't know how to run society. Well, is, is, isn't it the point that we're saying society needs to work these things out for itself without a state that can force a solution? Correct, because there, there will undoubtedly be more than one solution for all of these problems. Competing and, solutions. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. how the market works. And you know, normally you would have you know, I mean, we, we should ideally have seven billion people working together to try and solve these problems as opposed to just half a dozen libertarians on paper trying to work out how just how society could work that's 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 not how these things work mm. which is why i don't necessarily like things like i mean i mean, I, I love the libertarian manifesto but that's just one way that things might work yes um so you could as you say get lots of competing uh ways of doing things and which is fine as well because you can just ally with people that you agree with, and it can be done on a completely voluntary basis. Yes. So you can have the you know your Rothbardians who will, will perhaps group together, and the people who follow you know David D. Freeman, for example, yeah. and, uh, and and other ways. And there's, so there's not necessarily just one way. And I don't think it's fair to ask the libertarian to define just how every everything would work uh, on his own um, when the you know when he's I mean, he's I, had no no chance to know. Uh, you know, nobody else is, 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 is you know, asking or answering these questions. Um, I, I agree with that. I think, um, I think it is incumbent to explain more clearly what we're trying to do right now, which is that obviously the, 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 the basis of certainly libertarianism is, uh, is the, you know, the non-aggression, uh, non-coercion, um, don't take my stuff, don't hurt me. Uh, mantra uh, so it's a moral framework for everything and so the, it's about saying if that doesn't conform to this then it's not right um, but I think that generally libertarians do a really quite a bad job at saying I don't have the answer to this it, it, they, they themselves take it as a gotcha I think a lot of the time um, uh, oh, I haven't thought of that yet I mean, it's, it's really complicated it's, it's, not a good, it's not a good answer for it so to to get across that this is a that this is about a framework to measure against, um, I think is is a good way of looking at it, and it being a moral framework. Um, uh, and then anything anything that society comes up with under that moral framework will be better than what we have now. And this is also it. There is a relativism to it, which I don't necessarily like, but at the same time, it it has to be better. <laughs> it has to be better because of those basic morals behind behind it. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to move on now to the slightly more uh, difficult questions. Okay. Um, now, cast your mind back to the last time you watched The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. Right. Do you remember that film? Oh, yeah. Cla- absolute classic. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a person who's watched it loads of times. I'm not, I'm not one of those. I, it, great, great film. I feel a little bit guilty for not having watched it as many times as lots of other people. Like, oh, it's just the best film ever. But yeah, good film. So I'll um, I'll ex- explain why I'm, I'm asking yes. you to think about that. So, yeah. Uh, for uh, the benefit of our, our viewer and listener, uh, it's a film about a prison uh, and a few characters within this within Shawshank within the prison. 
Um, and uh, one of the characters, well, in fact, a couple, a couple of the characters towards the end of the film um, are released from prison. Uh, there's Red, played by Morgan Freeman, uh, and there's another character, Brooks, I think he's a, an old, old chap in his, yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. In his 70s. And uh, Red, when he, you know, when he leaves, he's, he really struggles to, to, to cope with everyday life because he's been institutionalised yes. to the point where he's, you know, his relationship, he's struggling with his relationship a little bit with his boss and his boss is trying to, really trying to be helpful and nice and um, really, really means well and Red keeps asking him if he can go to the bathroom and uh, his boss trying to be nice says, you don't, you, you don't need to ask me about that anymore, you're not, you know, you're not in prison anymore and he says, look, you, you don't understand, I can't go until you give me permission because he's He's that institutionalised. He needs to, yeah. you know, he needs to gain permission to go to the bathroom. Um, and Brooks is is even worse yeah. to the point where he he commits suicide and he mm. hangs himself because he just can't, he can't cope. He can't cope. So this is a moral question for you. God, right? So if you've got if you've got someone that's that institutionalised. In prison. I mean, obviously, the argument is you don't, you know, the prison shouldn't institutionalise people that much, and, and there should be fewer people in prison for, you know, for, for should these we call them guests? <laughs> but I, I know there is a prison, but anyway. But let's just say you've got, you know, you've got someone who, for whatever reason, um, uh, you know, is is in prison and has been institutionalised. Yeah. What's the what's the moral thing to do? What do you do? Because you don't want to release them and for them to hang themselves. And how I, do you know? I, so I suppose... And I'm leading, I'm, I know I'm leading somewhere with this, but just think about that for the time being. I, just, I, I suppose the first point to make is this is the kind of question that is, that is based on already being in a situation you don't want to be in. Um, and I, and it's a, it is a cop-out to say... Well, I'd never have got them into that situation in the first place, and that that is that is a cop out. I mean, even 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 with the best intentions of the world, some people will become institutionalised because of the way that their brain works, for example, and they might take yes, quicker yeah. or whatever. So that it will occur. If we establish that people need to be incarcerated after um, uh, after a, after a process, uh, regardless of how um, how libertarian that process is, and they get institutionalised, then the 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 re-enabling of them back into into society is going to be really difficult. I, it's arguably one of the most difficult things that currently it happens. The the yeah, and and if if we're going to talk difficult things, then you know child protection is a incredibly difficult issue. Um, we don't have the same gun control type issue that the US has. Um, so that one's a that's a bit different, but you could also argue that because we've you know it's been neutered in this country <laughs> that that we've lost something that is quite fundamental to oh, our freedom absolutely. in relation absolutely. to the state having a monopoly on force. That's why I wanted to just mention that one, even though it's something here that just people wouldn't contemplate. Um, I, going to prison and rehabilitation of prisoners. I think is incredibly difficult, not least of which you've got examples very recently in this country of, I'll use the shorthand, terrorist, uh, terrorists who've been incarcerated 
then let go or suspected it, however you want to do it. I'm not going to get into the laws surrounding it. Getting let go and then immediately committing <laughs> further terrorist acts or acts of violence against people. I mean, that's 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 one thing. Uh, that's 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 a slightly different argument from them doing harm to themselves. I think. Uh, Ag- agreed, but I think it's uh, that's why I wanted to note it though because I think that if you're going to get relativistic about it, then I'd rather they hurt themselves than they hurt others. And if I'm going to prioritise, <laughs> I'm going to prioritise stopping them killing anyone else rather than killing themselves. We've had the conversation before about, you know, your life, your life is your own. And so it's a very difficult, it's a very emotive subject again. Um, but you could argue that's their choice, what they do. That's not a nice... I mean, it's, if you're... But the point is, if the reasons are because they've been incarcerated, then, uh, yeah, what what I mean, do you owe them? What moral duty do you owe them to help them back into society? That's the thing, because the, the example I'm giving is that they have they've paid that debt. Uh, they, yeah. For, for whatever it is, society has deemed them that they are they are now safe. They're not a danger to people. Well, that, okay, they've paid their debt to society. I think so, that's an important prerequisite here, because I've jumped straight to the idea that they might still be dangerous to society. I mean, that's that's a different thing. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's an absolute... This, this is that they're... You don't yeah. mind me ju- jumping to that extreme, though, in this situation, because that complicates matters massively. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and obviously, if there's a choice with, do we keep someone uh, in prison because they are likely to, you know, to, to blow people up, for example, that's, that's, a, that's completely different from this person is safe what do we do with them now? Which is the question that I'm asking. So, Albeit it's always a judgment call. Yeah, which, which I, I alluded to slightly earlier. Who, yeah. makes, you know, who makes the call? Well, and this is what I have. I have a problem with this across the board, obviously. And um, there is a problem with incarcerating people anyway in that you've got to have this court system, uh, uh, whether, yeah, whether run by the state or not. Um, okay, so back to your hypothetical. Back to your hypothetical. Your hypothetical is that someone has, in quotes, paid their debt to society by however means that has been judged by society. They are, we're, we're going to assume they're not a danger to the public and uh, um, and that that's not just a, ha-ha, yes, they really were. You know, um, I would want there to be, and I think that society in these situations would provide for services to support that individual and not least of which because those services do exist in a few ways now there are charities there are agencies of government that uh, and there are schemes and community schemes that do this already um, there are plenty of do-gooders in the world and uh, I think that people it is society doesn't want these people, if society is deemed that paying their debt takes this amount of time, then I don't think society wants that person to then kill themselves afterwards. Because no. otherwise, they might as well just put them away for all time. Or society would say, well, I want them dead then. What society is admitting is that they want them dead. So, again, this concept of society being the aggregate of, uh, of what enough people do. Um, I think that these... These, these rehabilitation programs would, would exist voluntarily. Uh, people would get together and make it their mission either part-time, you know, you and I would go and do an hour here, an hour there or whatever to, to help these people, or there'd be people with that calling in much the same way that 
um, you know, people want to um, uh, to be a nurse or look after people or, or you know, get a vocation in, in a certain in a certain thing, regardless of how much it might pay. Um, I think the same thing would apply would apply there as well. And I think there would be a program to get people out of it. And even it, it might not just be an instant you're out of prison. It might it might be something that happens more gradually over time by by reintroducing freedom slowly, so to speak. Well, these yeah, and, and let's not forget that lots of the, lots of these these people don't they don't want to leave. They've got yeah. to a point where they they just want to stay there forever. Yeah. And 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 they should they run. be given the option to? That's a, that's another question. What if? Who's? I suppose yeah, the, who pays, question, who pays yeah, for it? Who, yeah. Who who pays for it? Who pays for it in the first place? If society wants to incarcerate people and is can agreed as a you know as, as a as a group or with the checks and balances that that's what they should do, then it's the rest of society that's paying for it, unless. They're sanctioning the, they're seizing the assets, the property <laughs> of the person in question. Um, this, this, this. We could go on for a long time working out the nitty gritty of, of something. Like yeah. This. So the reason, the reason I was asking you this, yeah, was because I think there's a, a, a reasonable comparison there with people who are in prison and institutionalised. Yeah. And possibly have Stockholm syndrome. Yes. Okay. Um, to people in everyday life under a government. And then, <laughs> right, okay. So You're it, using the same thing as in if we were to take away the state now, people just wouldn't know what to do. Correct. Okay. I, I absolutely think that lots of people would think, oh, no, no, no hang on, I, I, want, I want the government. I uh, Don't feel safe anymore. Yeah, yeah, Who's yeah. going to build the roads? Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what's going to happen with the police, with the education, with the court system? So even I do sympathise with that, with the Big Bang way of doing this. And, and you know, we've talked about this on a number of podcasts and there's plenty of material for us to keep going. We, we started on just talking about what would you do, how would you just privatise the NHS? We then tried to privatise the whole government. <laughs> um, I do have sympathy with the view that it would be a level of chaos for a period of time. And is that desirable? Is that... Yeah. How many people would commit suicide? This is this is the analogy is you're what, using. This is where we're going to. How many in, people would 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 you know would harm themselves because we got rid of an evil in the world? Yeah. And what's the what's the moral well, thing to do? I think it's worth. It, it, it is worth saying there are. This is a, this is a difficult one. But it's it's not that everything the state does is bad. It's just that it comes. It's underpinned by a moral bad. Would you agree with that statement? Well, yeah, of course, because people people still need healthcare, they still need roads. Exactly. Um, it's just that So I've... in that instant the there certain things would be removed that are a a net positive on an individual such as the treatment they're getting, you know, the going to have an operation tomorrow to <laughs> give them the triple heart bypass or or whatever. Um, or the yeah the the support they need the the money the handout they need to pay the bills the next day. If you're just turning off the taps straight away, then that that puts a lot of people in relative jeopardy, doesn't it? It does, and it's it's really difficult. So I mean, I I, I would like to think that there will be some way for people to still voluntarily pay to the organisation formerly known as the state that would still be able to provide goods and services for those who need it without oppressing everybody else 
So yeah. things like regulation would go, and that would probably be fine. But the NHS would survive for a period of time under voluntary donations until it started splitting off. Well, and this is this is this is my privatisation argument of if it was just immediately you know, floated on the stock exchange, if all of this stuff was immediately publicly tradable, um, then uh, transaction was would immediately start happening. Things would start splitting off. Ownership would change hands. Things would be closed. Things would be started. Um, but it wouldn't necessarily, I suppose, it wouldn't necessarily all immediately stop. Um, but it's 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 difficult, isn't it? When when there's something, when there's something that that's you, how they got you. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Because there, there, there's been generation upon generation of people that are, are institutionalised. Yeah, and just have no idea how to imagine if if you know if you. But they don't even in, have to think about it anymore. Well, they never have. No, and, and you and, and I have only got to this point because we're basically curious. And, and, We've got know, questioning minds. Yeah, yeah, and and then, but obviously, generations upon generations haven't had to. It's like you know, imagine if 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 you grew up in prison, and yes. you know, and, and that's the analogy. Of, you know, you all grew, of, that you were born family, in prison. All of your family has, has, has been was born and died in prison. Yeah, um, you know, another example is uh, there was there was a young lady who was interviewed. She was from North Korea, I think. I don't think she was in North Korea anymore. She managed to get out. Um, but she was being interviewed by somebody, and they were asking really basic, simple questions for us. Right. So they, they asked were her. Very difficult for her. Yeah. So they asked her, "What's your so what's you know what's your favourite colour?" And she she couldn't answer. She could, couldn't comprehend having a favourite of anything because the state tells you everything. So this question to her, she to her was just it was alien. My favourite. Interesting. My favourite colour. I don't. I don't know. I don't. You know. I've never even thought about it yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's not ever come because up. Because she just, she just that, grown that's up how as a, as a little freedom to not even have the freedom to, to even think which is my favourite car. I mean, that's it's scary. Isn't that's it? a special kind of of authoritarianism, isn't it? Yeah. So so we're we're not that bad, but we're still you know we're still there's there's, a, there's a, an area of life that nobody has ever had to even bother contemplating yes. for you know for hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, so no wonder people don't have all the answers. And this is why I know before you've talked again one of the questions you asked in a previous edition recently was about if you could do one thing. If you could do one thing and you, you I think you wanted to go after the education system. That was one of the education one of your PAYE with a Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and and I, I totally I totally get that. But the reason I bring up the education system again is is this concept um, of of critical thinking, uh, and how um, and how it's just it's just lacking everywhere. Uh, getting people to actually unpick, to do what is difficult. I've, I I don't think you can say that it's easy making making that journey to to even contemplating what life would be like without without a, you know a government looking looking after you. Um, I also want to make the point that I I don't I don't feel like it's over not least of which because there's these types of questions to answer but I'm constantly questioning whether or not I still have the right idea in what I'm thinking now and I might be very sure that um, that the moral case for libertarianism is sound but that doesn't mean that I think that it's necessarily practically what what can happen right now or even that when you get to the absolute extremes again, when you get to concepts of protecting people potentially from themselves or from others, 
the childcare thing is a really difficult one. We've never really had that conversation on uh, on record at all uh, in terms of child protection and things like that, and the concept of you know, the state taking children away from their parents and stuff like that. But there are real issues there that happen every day, and you can't help but occasionally start thinking about least worst outcomes. Yeah, yeah, and then so, so there. Are, I guess there are there are two things there. So you mentioned on the practicality of doing this. Yeah, and people sort of say, "Oh, yeah, it's um, you know, it's just it's a utopia." It's a utopia, yeah, yeah, uh, a utopian idea. And I get, I guess it kind of is. But when you, so when you, the way I look at it is, so when you when you think of, uh, and you you probably laugh at this, but if you if you think of the government being like the mafia, and being like a, if you think that let's just let's just say that anything involving force or coercion or violence over another human being is a crime yeah that that means that you know the government kind of by that definition is like it's a, the worst is a, criminal a, a yeah. criminal organization yeah so it's i see it being similar to imagining a world without crime because it, it's you know it's just a, a big a big form of crime so i don't i don't, I don't ever expect it to happen i don't ever expect yes. it to be a, a world where people don't get burgled no, but that doesn't mean I can. I'm, I'm not going to try and, you know, to protect myself from burglary. And and this is the general point I make to people when having a conversation with them, is, it the, the concept that if the state doesn't do it, no one does, for anything, for absolutely. And obviously, the roads is the, is the classic one, um, but uh, um, safety nets, well, and, and and things like this. It's like, uh, why why do you think that people won't help other people? Why do you think that you might not want to yourself pay into a private fund that helps you in your time of need? I mean, this stuff, this stuff is eminently plausible. In fact, there are actually, if you look, there are actually examples of it that happen all the time. Not least of which, insurance. Well, so I, I as, as a self-employed person, I, I, you know, I have, I have insurance against not being able to work. Yeah. And it's not, it, it's not going to pay me as much as I earn now. But if I'm incapacitated, then I'll, I'll do okay. I, I have. Uh, I think it's called income protection insurance. Yeah, and I've had that since. I've had it for donkeys. I do you know what I've had it since I since I owned a house. Um, so that's a fair while now, uh, and I remember having the conversation with the, my IFA at the time. This is the first time I engaged with a financial advisor because I needed to get a mortgage, and therefore there's obviously loads and loads of bits and pieces, and there's obviously house insurance and stuff like that as well. Um, and life insurance and um, and it's the concept of the income protection insurance and it's like right we're gonna we're gonna target this at paying your paying your um, your mortgage and some bills uh, 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 scraping by this isn't this isn't luxury this isn't anything like this but it's if you can't work and I remember going through it in some detail and it, it wasn't it, you know this wasn't some selling thing this was Getting into it in a really detailed way, how long does it take before it kicks in? Uh, you know, how many how many weeks or months do you go before you can actually claim this? What are the types of things you can claim it for? Um, and I remember having the conversation, uh, you know, being uh, working working on computers. Obviously, you, yeah, your, your hands are fairly important for for typing code and <laughs> and stuff like this. Uh, and so we got into the details of you know what happened if you you know lost lost the use of your hands or something. Well, yeah, like. so and I remember with mine, mine was because at the time I think the last time I did it, I was driving to a contract. So what if I what if I can't drive? Yes, 
Yeah, yeah. So that's important to me because I, I have contracts where I'm driving a thousand miles a week. Um, yeah, but I remember one one example, and it, and it was because uh, it was saying you, it's not that like you can't go and earn somewhere else, but this is about targeting kind of your career right now um, and the way you think you're going to go. But if 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 we end up if you if let, let, let's say actually you get some kind of brain injury or something that means that cognitively you can't do the thinking required to do what is a technical subject. Um, at that point, after this many weeks, this would kick in, and you'd get this, you know, kind of salary for the for the rest of your life or until pension age. Uh, doesn't mean you can't go and start a gardening business. Doesn't mean you can't go and do something that you'd earn money on that didn't require the same cognitive ability. But this is the market has provided this. You know, I'm the end of the example now, but this is something that exists. Uh, and yes, of course, you have to earn in order to pay into it, in order to start it. And it's the classic thing of, you know, you can't have a, a pre-existing condition, so to speak. But you do this when you're young. Um, the other point I want to make is this, uh, and, and again, you, you, there, are, there are obviously exceptions. You, you know, not, not everyone is, 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 is born into a stable family environment. And that's, again, the, the child protection issues crop up in these kind of things, um, let alone, you know, death and disease and all sorts. But actually, the concept that, um, that families actually should look after themselves more that the family unit shouldn't necessarily be as small as it kind of is at the moment. Um, uh, and that actually your more distant relatives are, are part of a wider family. And that financially, all of you are looking after all of you all at once. They, there are plenty of other economic models that, that if, if not haven't been tried, aren't usual for our Western current yeah, way of living. Yeah, and if, if, you're not, if you're not stripped of half your earnings... There's a lot more money around. A lot, it's a lot easier to do that. Yeah. But being able to pull your resources in order to help the youngest buy a house, the oldest to have health care and social care and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it's, it's not when you take the state away, it's not that those things would disappear. It's that they would be provided for by private companies instead. Um, and if there's, Because the point being is, if there's a demand for something... Someone's going to work out a way of monetizing it. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. And so that, that was that was that was one thing. Another another thing I wanted to, to bring up just before we I guess before we end this um, is that you know going back to the utopia thing and people you know will say oh yeah that's your you know that's your your answer to everything is is, is freedom and you know you do, that that's you know that's that's your that's just all you say for everything you don't have any, you know you don't have necessarily any answers or whatever it's like well. My, my my point is that that's just the beginning. If you yes. if you get if you get rid of the you know get rid of the government and you're looking at like a more of a voluntarist way of doing stuff, that that's where the journey starts. That's where it begins. That's not necessarily yes. that's not me coming up with, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that I've got all the solutions to everything. All I'm saying is I don't like the current status. Um, therefore, you know, it's it's a, it's there's a whole world of different ways of doing things, and like you say, things would happen. There'd be competition. There'd be different ways, different competing ways of providing for people who are homeless, yeah. for example, and whatever works the most efficient. You think that would you know people would would adopt that way, uh, you know, providing healthcare for people and 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 care in old age and all these kinds of things. Um, competition without regulation drives up standards, drives down, down price. price. Yeah. Uh, and encourages innovation, uh, and and what what that means is new things, new things that somebody else hasn't thought of, 
And again, this I, I always like to link this back to the concept of the the economic plan, you know, the five year plan, the planned economy, uh, and and the idea that no one person or committee of people uh, could could ever possibly work out who should do what. And it's do we even have to say that out loud? There are people who believe that is possible, but to 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 just let someone's brain think about hey, I could provide that service. I wonder if I can get someone to buy this. Or even, and, and the, the more modern way in the, you know, the tech giants I like to bring it back to again is, how can I work out a way of funding this so that actually the consumer gets something for free, but I get someone else to pay for it? So it's, it's not even as, as simple anymore as, if I make this, can I sell it? Or if I do this for you, can you buy it? Yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think the concept of, uh, of the way that Google and Facebook and all the others now charge for their products. That wasn't on anyone's. No, no, no economist was there thinking, I think this is the way that things are going to go. It was something that somebody tried. I mean, the closest was it's probably TV adverts, isn't it? You know, free TV stations, but, you know, have adverts every 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Know, that's the, the closest we've had. And they've just Absolutely. Taken, taken the ball and run with it. And um, just one final thing. I think it's almost, if you're... It's almost like if you're coming up with solutions for everything, you're almost uh, giving giving away to them and yielding and, and accepting that there is a solution to something and why not have the government provide it? Yes, and in fact, yeah, I like that angle. If you, know, you I, can I, keep thinking of the solutions, then someone in charge can keep thinking of the solutions. Then we just need you in charge. We just need the the, the person who's got all the ideas. It's, no, 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 no. There will be multiple solutions to all of these things. And who knows what they will be. In the They'll same way that I don't know how to make an iPhone, I also don't know how to solve the problem you're asking me. But someone does. <laughs> someone will be out there. And yeah, and, and collectively, uh, there will be many phones and we can, we can pick and choose which one we want. We can pick and choose which court system that we want to, want to use. And, you know, and, yeah. and, and et cetera, et cetera. Which police department we want to pay money into and the fire department and insurance companies and, and all sorts. So yeah. there's not going to be one way of, you know, and there will be, there will be some communities who perhaps will be more socialist. You know, you'll still have your Jewish kibbutzim and, and, and you know, these small communities of maybe a hundred people, which will work fine if that's your thing. Not my thing. So I, I wouldn't live that, but that's, that's absolutely fine. They're, they're not, they're not hurting anybody. Um, you know, it's, it's, what's the problem with, with multiple solutions? Yeah. So that, that was just how I wanted to how I wanted to end it. No, I like it, and I like I do like the idea of going for the difficult stuff. I, it it yeah. forces you to think in a different way, and I think I've I probably waffled a bit in the middle there while I'm while I was trying to articulate what my brain was trying to you know get a hold of. But then there are moments where you go, no, it's this, or you don't have to come up with it. As, as yeah. you said, you don't have to come up with the answers. You know, it's perfectly fine to ask difficult questions. And just have a think about them, and you don't. You can be, you can be a voluntarist. You can be a libertarian without knowing the answer to everything. I suppose the, if we're going to devil's advocate this a little bit, it's you can't. Yeah, the the cliche I suppose is well, you can't just say the market will provide everything. That that's what's kind of trotted back. If if you just go, well, the market will provide that. It's kind of what we're doing now, isn't it? We're kind of just saying, yeah, but the market will do that. And I don't like invoking the market in that way um, but it is the simplest way of saying it I mean and it's it, is it is that any worse than the government will do that I agree with you I totally agree with you and I think that the problem and the reason I haven't even used that term throughout this entire podcast until now 
is that I think that people misunderstand what the market is. Uh, and I think actually it's almost a useless abstraction you've, you've, to actually say a company run by a person who has an idea <laughs> that will win or lose based on the, the, the way they run that business and how good the products and services are that they have it. I mean, I'm, I'm defining the market. I'm writing the definition of the market, but the term market is thrown around, certainly by politicians, certainly by people who don't like it, as as it uh, having connotations of being bad and of being uh, against the everyday person. Uh, I'd much rather describe everyday interactions and, and stuff like that um, and how they can form companies, entities, services, and everything else um, than just saying the market. Uh, and I think that's big, that again, we've, we've, we've had these arguments before, it's because terms are are taken and twisted, uh, given negative connotations. Yeah, and I, so, I mean, obviously, obviously there are gonna be, there are going to be things that people just haven't had ideas for. Yes. So, you know, there, there, might, be, there might be a brilliant idea that nobody will ever have, um, so the market hasn't provided this fantastic idea. Is this a known unknown? No, it's an unknown unknown. <laughs> um, but that's not so. It's not to say that the market will provide everything, um, but it won't. You know, there, there's no, there's no, there's no force. There's no coercion involved. And also, the the everything that somebody, all the examples that these people will throw at you, whether it's healthcare or you know, or providing some kind of food or service, I always throw it back and and ask them. So, are you suggesting in the absence of the government? providing this that there isn't a market there's not a market for roads is that what you're saying the roads won't get created without the government yeah. it's just it's just too complicated yeah or that health healthcare wouldn't exist people just don't need it yeah um that, that, so you can always you can always throw it back yeah you, think, got, you got any more no, horrible think, questions for me i think i think that's it um thank you for watching and listening to standing board we're on youtube now if you're listening and we're also on every podcast thanks for listening <laughs>